welcome to the filler cast. My name is Izzy Carpenter Zay, and this is episode two. Um, with me today, as always, is my co-host Tim Ralph. As always, since episode one, now <laughs> us at episode two fifty. Yeah, well, a whole other episode behind us. It's been years. It's been years <laughs> since the last podcast. How how are you feeling this episode two? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energized. I watched. Uh, 10 minutes of John Wick 2 and then decided probably shouldn't watch this before I watch the first one. Yeah, that's fair. The first one's pretty good. I like the first John Wick. I haven't seen the second yeah. one, We should, uh, but the first one I enjoyed. I thought it was one of the best action movies I've seen in a while, and um, Theon Greyjoy is in it, and I like that actor a lot. He plays does like... He have a, does he have a dick in it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's implied. <laughs> it's implied that he has a dick in it. Ah, shit. Let's just say Keanu is uh, not very happy with Theon Greyjoy in this one. Oh, is he, does he kill his dog? Yeah. <laughs> is he the one who kills the dog? Yeah, he's the one. Spoilers for John Wick. Nah, shut up. This, <laughs> this is spoiler. As we said before, this is a spoiler cast, not a filler cast. Yeah, no, the- Theon Greyjoy kills John Wick's dog, and then John Wick goes like whole ham. And yeah. it's it's pretty sick. I thought that the one I was watching was John Wick 1, because there was a dog in it, and I'm like, that one dies. But no. Wait. And I got a new one. Does the dog in John Wick 2 die? I No, I'm just, I thought he did, because I thought it was John Wick 1. I uh, thought, like, he was, like, he was gonna come back from his mission, and he's like, mm, dog's dead. Dude, the dog's death in jo- John Wick 1 is so brutal. Like, I don't know if it's just because I'm, like, super sensitive to dog deaths, because I have my two dogs. To DD? Yeah, dog death? Yeah, two DD for me. It this was, movie is rated DD for dog death. <laughs> it, was, it was so intense. I, like, I bit, almost started crying. I understand why John Wick goes full out, because, like, if somebody killed that cute dog, I, I would, you know, murder the entire Russian mob to get to yeah. Yeah, yeah. To get to the man who killed my cute, like, beagle dog. It was a yeah. puppy, too, and it snuggled with him, and Keanu Reeves was so happy with the little puppy he, like, snuggled <laughs> with him in bed. I was, I was just fine watching a whole movie of Keanu Reeves, like, snuggling this tiny puppy. Just hanging out with the dog. Yeah. Well, those are the cards, I guess. Um, you know there's a whole website that tells you if a dog dies in a movie or not. Oh, really? I don't remember what it's called, but it tells you. It's like, does a dog die in this movie? And it tells you yes or no. We, should, in- oh, uh, we should link that down below, because I think I need that website, because I'm very sensitive <laughs> to dog deaths. Hey, dogdeath.com, whatever you're called, sponsor us. We need sponsors. <laughs> I... Yeah, dog death. It'll look great if we have a dogdeath.com as a sponsor, because it'll be the filler cast now sponsored by dog death. <laughs> perfect, dude. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, perfect yeah, perfect. Anyway, um, <laughs> I suppose we can start with um, talking a little bit about... Going into Naruto Shippuden for the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going into Naruto Shippuden for the first time. Um, in our we're previous gonna, episode, we 
looked at Naruto episode one just to sort of get things rolling, get things, get an intro into who we are and how we're going to do this podcast. But this episode, we started with Naruto Shippuden. We decided to do Shippuden because Shippuden, in my opinion, and I believe in Tim's opinion too, is the most like janky of all of the uh, all of the Naruto franchise both Naruto and Boruto have pretty pretty clear story structures and th- they haven't hit the sheer episode amount that uh Naruto Shippuden has and because Naruto Shippuden is so padded for filler just some shit goes down in Shippuden yeah <laughs> and uh, we both thought it would make for some pretty entertaining uh, content for our first podcast, for our first run. And it just makes sense. Yeah, it just makes sense. It, Naruto Shippuden is pretty great, and we're the filler cast, so why not start with the series with the most filler? Exactly. The, the, the hostess with the mostest. Exactly. So we are um, starting with Naruto Shippuden, and... I guess we can just start getting right into yeah. it. We're going to be doing episode one through five, most likely. We'll see how actually far we get. <laughs> we're, we're, I think we're, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about all five, and then we're going to give like our favorite parts of all five episodes as a whole. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited. I uh, haven't had a good good Naruto chat chat in a while. Yeah, it's been like I don't know a week. Yeah, the two weeks, I think. <laughs> two weeks since I'd last uh, really delved deep into Naruto. I'm, uh, uh, God, it's, been, it's been two weeks, and that's two weeks too long. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm applying to the Peace Corps right now, and I think uh, something uh, that might like bump my application up you know, to the top is if I just really just start getting into Naruto. You have to, oh, yeah. yeah. If, they really, if they know about your Naruto podcast, they're like, you know, you, you know, you can help us. You this know, is on what we need. Yeah, I mean, like, you have to write a mission statement, and I'm applying to go a youth and development person in Morocco, and you have to write this mission statement as to why you think you would be good for that role, and I could be like, you know what? I, Izzy Carpenter Zay, vow to bring <laughs> to the youth of Morocco, Naruto. <laughs> I will, I will bring Naruto to Morocco. I will bring anime to Morocco. Okay, Morocco's like, we already have anime. And I'm like, no, I'm bringing it to you. So, yeah, I'll just write that as my, my mission statement is to bring Naruto to Morocco. And specifically the aspect of Naruto that is my favorite and will bring us into episode one is um, that sweet, sweet Sasuke fashion choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. This is a perfect first topic. Yes. So, I guess, uh, starting off with episode one, uh, a short summary of what happens is we get a quick little clip of later in the series, a little teaser, if you will, and it's not actually that quick. It's like ten minutes. It's like half of the episode. But It's the worst. I hate it. <laughs> you're not a fan? You know what? It'll most likely be the thing I hated the most about these first five episodes. But we can get to that later. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so, anyway, so they do this little clip where they show what happens later in the series where Sasuke and Naruto and Sakura all meet up again after, I think it's like two years that between Naruto and Naruto Shippuden? Two or three years? Yeah, I think, yeah, they're 15 in that. Yeah. And they were 13 when they started. Yeah, yeah. So they, um, sure. after two years, they all meet up 
and Naruto and Sasuke's plunging V-neck have a very um, <laughs> intimate <laughs> conversation. And they uh, Naruto confronts Kurama. Kurama's like, I'll give you power, bro. And then Sasuke and Sasuke's V-neck find their way into Naruto's subconscious using the Sharingan. Continuing with my confusion on how the Sharingan actually works. Sasuke penetrated Naruto <laughs> to, to get to the Nightdale Fox. Yeah, he got really deep in there. He was almost as deep in Naruto as his V-neck was deep. That didn't totally work. Sasuke comes up to me and he's just like, oh, I'm as deep as my V-neck. <laughs> that was better. That was better. Oh, Girl, God. I'm gonna get as deep in you as my V-neck is. <laughs> That's actually one of my show notes. One of the show notes I took for this episode was Sasuke's plunging V. I just need to talk about it. I just need to think about it for a little longer. I don't, I don't ever want to hear the word plunging in this podcast ever again. <laughs> Anyway, after uh, after Sasuke goes uh, V-neck deep into Naruto, they flash back, and it's present day, and Naruto's coming back to the Leaf Village after two years. And I, what? Listen, and I have my first complaint. Wait, wait, let me finish my summa- summary, and then I'll get to your complaints. This is, you know, this is about the summary. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you Stop go. Having in the episode. Why do they obscure Naruto's face in the opening? They already show Naruto and Sasuke and right. Sakura all hanging out and being deep or whatever, they see the deep V-neck, and then he's walking into the village, and they're and they're not showing Naruto's face. We already know it's Naruto. <laughs> there's, nothing to, there's nothing to obscure. Come on, Tim. Did you, was, it, was it the sense of mystery? Wasn't that great? Wasn't that a stellar reveal? No, Did it, no, it was not. I, I mean, I didn't see it coming. The shadow of a spiky-haired show, uh, Shonen protagonist boy was Naruto. I'm 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 shocked. Standing right next to the giant, like red, red dressed, clog wearing motherfucker. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'd like to apologize for the delivery of that past joke that I just did. I am a bit stuttery going into this. I don't that know mean, why. Listen, listen, it's fine. Yeah, well, and that's that's why we have editing, right? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's. That's why God created editing. On the seventh day, he didn't rest, he created editing. <laughs> On the seventh day, God created audacity. <laughs> anyway, um, so basically, see Naruto's shadow, it's revealed it's Naruto. We see Kon- Oh, we see Konohamaru for a while. Konohamaru's doing cat antics. Yeah, um, he's, he's still going after that same poor cat. Yeah, that same... Uh, God, that poor cat, like, somebody just needs to let that cat be. Obviously, it's not having a good time with its owner. I'm pretty sure half of the Leaf Village is funded by that one rich lady <laughs> trying to get her cat back. <laughs> if, if not half of the Leaf Village economy, at least one-fourth. You know what, you're probably right. Like I... one-third. One-third. I, I'm pretty sure, like, all D-level missions, like, all the trainer missions they send the kids on... Kind of revolve around that lady and her cat. <laughs> exactly. Because there's like D level missions. There's also like, hey, can you weed eat my my farm? Oh yeah, it's they so, do just like farm it's work. So weird. Yeah. It's weird. 
Yeah, no, they, like, that one episode where they're trying to, that filler episode, the greatest filler episode, um, where they're trying to find, uh, out what Kakashi's true face looks like in the original Naruto, and they're just, like, doing farm work. Yeah, they're, like, at a farm, like, milking cows and crap, (laughs) and then there's these ninja, these three ninja who are trying to kill them, but they're really inept. But it's, like, it's separate from the actual mission. Like, the actual mission is just go and do farm work. Like... Exactly. I'm, I'm so confused at how the ninja economy works. Because do they just take jobs for, like, anything? Like, could I become... Cle- could I ask a bunch of ninjas to come clean my house? If you have enough money, I, I guess. Because, like... Man, that's... Are they just a maid service? They basically, they just... They're cleaning up... They're cleaning up the streets before they come and clean up your sheets. Listen. That was... Listen, Izzy, you need to stop. <laughs> Unprofessional. Oh, man. I'm, I'm a little... I'm a little wanked out right now because uh, I just saw a racer head. Talk about it a little bit later, but it's David Lynch and wacky. And I'm a little bit He's... in David Lynch wacky mode, so... When you said Eraserhead, I thought of uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. Is yeah. it good? I, I I think it's good. It's obviously... Really, I don't... It's a lot less fanfare than I thought it was going to be, but my God, is it still in there. What, like, um... there's a whole There's a whole part where the pervy guy in the class convinces all the girls, like, yeah, guess what? For, like, the second half, they're, like, asking all the girls to get cheerleader outfits. And then it works. They fall for it. Really? Yes. And then they keep being in the... What? There's this one girl's power? She used to dress basically naked. Uh-huh. But she makes people fall asleep with their sweat. Wait, what? Like her sweat. There's a girl whose power... There's, an old, there's a grown woman whose power is... She sweats on people? When, when she sweats, she has this odor that comes out, and it makes people fall asleep. That's fucking and weird. She, and she makes all this dominatrix, like, jokes and advances and, like, talks about dominating children. And I'm like, what the fuck? Dude. It's real weird. But I like it a lot. It's actually really good. It's wholesome and also anime. Wholesome and also anime. That's, yeah. That's another, that's what I'm gonna put on my, um, tombstone when I die. It's gonna go, Izzy Carpenter's A. Wholesome. But also anime. <laughs> it, it works. I don't know. It's something about that show works, and that's why I watch it. Yeah, I no. watched the whole thing in like one day. Oh, really? Yeah, because I had nothing better to do. <laughs> Dude, I need to check it out. I haven't watched a lot of anime this summer, other than Naruto, and um, it's uh, now on your Hulu that you watched it. I I'm sure. I, oh my god, yeah. Uh, I'll talk talk about my Hulu some other time. Going back into... <laughs> going back into... Oh, why did Eraserhead make you think of My Hero Academia? Does somebody have an Eraserhead? Because one, one of the guys' name is Eraserhead. Oh, I wonder if that's an homage to the movie. The movie by... Yeah, da- what? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, his power is he... Ra- he when he is staring at someone, they can't use their powers. That's probably not... Not an homage. The movie is... Ugh, I can't even describe the movie. Oh my god. It's like... Oh, dude. We can talk about it when it gets so I'd recommend. If you'd recommend that. I, I would recommend it. I would recommend it for a certain type of person. But I would recommend it. Uh, let's let's continue talking about Naruto episode one. Getting oh, off on... 
finally. Back to Shippuden. Back to Shippuden. So anyway, Konohamaru does his thing. Um, they end up in the Hokage op- Hokage's office. Uh, they all talk about Naruto for a while. And then Naruto shows up. He hangs out with Sakura for a minute. They they shoot the shit. And that's Naruto's episode one. Ah, uh, sexy jutsu. Oh, sexy it jutsu. It head. It comes back. It's perfect. Yeah. We get to see, we get to see a, a 12-year-old boy turn into a most likely 15-year-old girl, naked girl. It's, it's truly a, it's a masterpiece. It's a hallmark of modern animation. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like the part where Sakura's like, ah, oh, uh, Naruto's, he's so grown up, you know, he's, he's matured, and then he's like, that shit's weak, <laughs> I'm about to show you my new perm, Jutsu, idiot, yeah, your shit is weak, Konohamaru, you fucking idiot, I just love that, uh, the sexy jutsu really goes full circle. Like, we we start off with it in the early episodes of Naruto. We get it straight ahead in Naruto Shippuden episode one. And then they defeat the final villain of Naruto. Sexy jutsu. When, is it, when does it show up in Boruto? That's all I'm asking. I don't know. Does, that's that's a hot question. That's on everybody's mind right now. When, when does... When... When does Naruto teach Boruto the ultimate jutsu he owns? Sexy jutsu. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't want to see him learning the Rizengan. I want to see him learning the, the sexy, sexy jutsu. jutsu. Nothing exactly. bonds a father and son closer together. Becoming a naked woman together? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's uh, that's the best way to bond. So I yeah. guess, guess what you should we could go into is... Uh, what we liked and disliked about the episode. Um, episode one was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't as strong as episode one of Naruto, I thought. It didn't have the same... Because episode one of Naruto, what I really liked about that one is that it really followed an arc, you know? Yeah. It really followed a story arc. And in this one, it didn't totally follow a story arc. And I think part of the issue with that is because they started and they wanted to get you hooked... And so they flashed forward in the series. But because of that, they sort of lost their opportunity to create a full circle story arc to get you hooked back in. And I thought that was a little bit of a miss. <sighs> yeah. I, it automatically falls flat by, you know, going into the future and showing stuff we're going to see later. Because it's just lazy, I think. Mm. Why, I don't know why they couldn't just make... Like, just cut that out and just start it right there when Naruto and Jiraiya are coming back into the Leaf Village. I think it would be a much more powerful opening if they just cut that ten minutes out. Because it's also, like, nonsensical, and we don't know what's going on. Mm. Like, like in contents, it's just, oh, hey, Naruto. So we know we now know Naruto and Sasuke if they find Sasuke. Right. And Sasuke's just a huge dick. Right. It, it spoils a lot of what makes the for the later episodes, like, what builds the suspense of the later episodes, where, you know, they're fighting sorcery, and you're like, oh shit, it, are they gonna hurt Naruto Sakura? Like, you know the main three, or uh, Naruto Sakura and Sasuke, are not gonna get affected by this first arc, yeah. just sort of by default, because you see, you know, a glimpse into the future where they're all it, meeting up. It loses all weight it could have had. See, and then you see Sai there, which I guess is like a 
show of the future, but at the same time, it's just like, hey, there's not Sasuke. <laughs> I don't. So good, though. I don't know who that is. He starts out as just, you know, not Sasuke. Yeah, yeah. No, and right here, it's just, you look at him, and I'm like, wait, is that Sasuke? No. <laughs> the guy with the deep V-neck is Sasuke. <laughs> he didn't get a belly shirt. He just tore his shirt open. Yeah, ugh. There's a, there's a really good, uh, like, I think it's like a, a clip that somebody put together on Tumblr, and uh, it's um, Sasuke telling Sigetsu, his uh, next teammate, the water guy. Um, yeah, the water guy. Like, when he finds him, he's all naked. So when he finds Sigetsu, Sigetsu's all naked. And Sasuke's like, ugh, cover up your nudity, Sigetsu. And um, the person on Tumblr commented, you're acting all high and mighty, Sasuke, for the person wearing, like, the world's most plunging V at the moment. I said I didn't want you plunging anymore. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry. I would have just said, like, hey, how about you get dab yourself a little Captain Hydration? Because <laughs> it needs to be, like, always wet. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's God always wet. It. With that deep... I don't, don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> don't do this to me, is he? <laughs> Let's move on. Episode two... I fucking, I think, Kakashi says yo, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> to explain. Alright, so, uh, in episode two, Naruto is talking to Tsunade with Sakura. They're like, hey, we're gonna, you know, we gotta figure out if you're good enough to do anything now. And they're like, and Naruto's like, alright, I mean, okay, that's not exactly what happened. I'm taking some liberties, but it's fine. Um, and then, He's just like, you get a fight, this guy. And then it goes to black, and it comes right back on, because there's no commercials, because this is on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, Aruka, not Aruka, uh, Shikimaru and Tamari. And then they look out the window, and Kakashi says, yo, I hate him. Yeah, oh, God, Kakashi, Kakashi truly is just an icon. He's like, okay, so I have like a list. Of uh, Naruto characters, they're not like my favorite Naruto characters, but they're ones that I think are iconic. You know, <laughs> like iconic. And uh, Kakashi's up there. He's not number one. Number one is coming up. Um, but Kakashi, the the yo, the losing in the next episode or in the next couple episodes because of uh, porn spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> The mixture, he, he kind of embodies, he's like the perfect embodiment of Naruto's tonal problem. Because on the one hand, he's like so serious. He's like one of the most serious characters in the whole series. You know, his dad committed suicide because he couldn't handle the pressure of having to choose between his comrades and the mission. And then he has to live with that guilt. And then everybody he knows he, or, and he gets close to dies. And then he really likes porn. And he also pokes his little kids in the butt. He traumatizes them for life. And he and he's just like I think um I don't if, is it this episode? It might be this episode or the next episode where he's like talking to Jiraiya, and they're, they're really shooting the shit about the Akutsuki. And then they just like switch over to like so how's that make out paradise going? 
Yes, that was my book going. Hey, you know I wrote those porn books you read? <laughs> it's like a mixture of like a little bit jarring, but also ballsy. Like you gotta give Kagashi some respect. That's. I mean, he's just—he's just wacky. Like no matter, no, even when he's serious, I keep thinking about like, oh, okay. Well, when does he pull out the porn book? When am I gonna see him in recovery, jerking it? <laughs> He's just, he's a man with uh, simple tastes. You know, he's gone through a lot in life. He's hes had to learn to take pleasure where he can find it. That's, I think it's all in the written word. <laughs> Listen, do you, wait, do you think Kakashi fucks? Does Kakashi fuck? Um, it's like a really interesting question, because I, I don't know. You know, like... Do you think he smashes puss, dude? I don't know if he smashes puss. I think... I don't know, he's always giving me more of a bisexual vibe, so I kind of think he smashes, he smashes both. He just sort of smashes yep. all around, like, he... I just, I just want to see, I just want to see anyone flirting with anyone that isn't the main cast, so I know that someone's doing some casual sex. You see... And I feel like that person should be Kakashi. You see, I think Kakashi is somebody who, like, just has casual sex with whoever, you know? Like, man, woman... Whoever. Just whoever's up to Smash, he's like, down. Down to clown, if you will. I agree with you. I just want to see it. Not yeah. the actual sex. I actually, maybe, I do. I do. <laughs> but I just want, I want to see the build-up. I want to see him at a bar hitting on chicks. Oh, How much push do you think he gets after becoming Okage? Like, he's done being Okage, and he's like, guess what? Hey, ladies. Yeah, I was the, uh... Six Okage, and then he automatically is into mass. That uh, kind of breaks my theory that after, once he becomes Hokage, he um, uh, gets together with Guy Sensei, and they become everybody's favorite gay swinger couple. I that's my current theory as to what happens after Kakashi becomes <laughs> Kakashi's love life. Uh, sure. You know what? You can believe that. <laughs> I'm sure the internet will agree with you. <laughs> I know there are subsects of the, of the Naruto I community. I, that think does. Guy, I think guys do pure for sex. You do? Oh, but yes. have you heard his like his 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 voice, son? That <laughs> I can't do. In the, sultry, in, in the a sultry manly voice. Uh, but maybe you're right. I don't know. He's just. Uh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Is it because you want to slam my guy? Or is it just because you want it? Do you want to be my guy or do you want to slam my guy? Are those my only two options? I mean, I mean, you can talk about it. What's a third option? My third option? What am I missing? The third option is, like, I think I want to watch my guy slam other people. I just, yeah, you just want to watch? Yeah. Do you just want to observe or do you want to, like, J.O.? No, I just want to observe because I feel like it would be an experience. All right. Like, because yeah. he's so passionate. I feel like it would be like a spectacle. Like, you know how people, it's like when you go and watch fireworks, you know? You don't watch fireworks to J.O. You watch it because it's like fucking spectacle. It's loud and it's beautiful. And I feel like that's what it would be like to watch Mike Guy Smash. Listen, all I'm saying is, I J.O. to fireworks. <laughs> I'm just here to say it. Like, we're all thinking it. Come on, guys. Let's rise above. <laughs>
I just want to stay. I, I'm fireworks sexual. Well, I don't want to fuck fireworks. I just want to J out of fireworks. I'm in it for the bang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, is that episode two in a nutshell? Yeah. They did some setup for the Kutsky, because, like, I think in this one, the, you know, Kakashi talking about Jiraiya, and then I think they do they, they cut to the sand village, right? And they're talk, talking about it. Yeah, yeah, and they do a little quick sort of Akatsuki introduction with who they know. So far, they do a little reminder for yeah. um, Itachi and uh, the, our main man, Kisame. They do a little... <laughs> Our main man. Our, our main, main shark man. Our main shark man. Ugh, God, what a beaut. And, what uh, beaut. they, oh, uh, one of the things I liked about this episode, um, I just like the structure of the sand village a lot. I think the design of the village is really interesting. Circles. Yeah, it's a lot of circles, and I like how it's all sort of, like, built into the dunes, and it looks like it's all made from, like, hardened sand. Though I wish... That w- they went into, like, so you know how, like, Konoha definitely gets its culture, and its culture is, you know, sort of like an amalgamated form of Japanese culture? Um, yeah. I wish they did that with the Sand Village. Like, I wish they had made the Sand Village more distinct, because the Sand Village is kind of just, like, more serious Konoha. What are you talking about? I mean, listen, they took a lot of, you know, they took a lot of inspiration from, uh, you know, the Sand people on Tatooine. It's just, you can see the similarities. You can see... Listen, Masashi Kishimoto was very inspired by the planet of Tatooine when he watched the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. That's how he got, uh, that's how he got Gara. Yeah. He's just one of the sand people from Tatooine. From Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know. Did you have that with the other villages? Like, feeling like you just want there to be, like... Uh, I don't It's just... There isn't enough characters that we know of for most of the villages, because mostly we only get, you know, up to three or four. Right. And then, and, and three, and usually only one or two of those characters regularly show up. Right. And I, I just, if they were going to, then this would be, if they were going to do that, I feel like this anime would be a little different. Right. If they showed a little bit more of the other villages, instead of just very... They're usually focusing on the lead village. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I, just, I think it would be a completely different anime. Yeah, yeah. If they if they got more into the to the um, politics and yeah, like showing every side, of they all have some sort of point to make. Oh man, and they I don't just, really get into that till way later, and they don't do it well. Just, at least from what I've seen. No, not really. All I want, Tim, is for Naruto to be Game of Thrones. <laughs> Like, give me those factions <laughs> with, like, different cultures. Uh, going into episode three. Oh, oh my god. Oh, one last thing about episode two. The flashbacks to Naruto. Like, I get it, because it is, like, theoretically, like, they're trying to continue on from the anime, and when this was going on, people were probably not, like, yeah. going straight from Naruto to Naruto Shippuden. But... Oh my god, the, like, flashbacks of them as little babies doing the bell test was starting to get on my nerves. Yeah, and it's not, it's not in the manga. They yeah, I can imagine. Like, and I'm sorry I'm, like, bringing that up. And it'll, it'll be, I'll bring up the manga most likely every episode, I'll just be honest. But it's, when I read Naruto Shippuden, the first one, it's just them doing the test. There's no flashbacks. It's just them looking 
like they're looking sad because they mentioned Sasuke and all that. Right. You know, right. so, but it's all there's no there's no like hey, do you remember when this happened? Do you remember when <laughs> Sasuke you gave Naruto his bento box? I'm like, yes, yes, we remember. No one in the no one in their right fucking mind is watching Shibuden who hasn't watched Naruto and then, or read Naruto. Oh my god, that flashback of Nar- uh, Sasuke giving Naruto his bento box is so show so much in Shibuden. You could do, like, a drinking game of how many times they use that flashback. Just that flashback. And then you die. You die? <laughs> no, you wouldn't, because it would take, like, you know, ten episodes for it to show up again. But, you know, even though it's a ten, ten episodes in between every bento box, there's at least, like, 400 in Naruto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so many goddamn episodes. <laughs> anyway, um... You were going to talk about your favorite character, so he shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he show up? No. Yeah, no, no, no. Sh- it's episode three. It's episode three he shows up. Is it? Yeah. That. Okay. And I guess I'll start it off. Episode three starts with everybody's favorite pair of bitchy art students, Daydara and Sorcery. And let me just say on the record that Daydara ranks up there for most iconic. Let me make my case. Daidara is 19. He's the youngest member of the Akatsuki. He's up there with people who are, like, aged ninjas in his whole region for joining. It's not because his family is dead. It's not because he's a war orphan. It's because he's pissed off at Itachi. And so he joins just to be a bitch to Itachi. And that requires perseverance, goddammit. Second off, that hair and eyeliner combination. You know he spent time on that. You know he spent time perfecting his look. And goddamn if he did not perfect it. That little side ponytail thing he has? Classic. Every morning he spends at least two hours. And so Sawyer's just waiting there like, God damn it. God damn it. But let me just say, it's worth it. Oh, he's just like, are you putting in fucking shampoo in the desert? It's got a frizz anyway. Like, shut up, Dinara. You don't know shit. Or shut up, Sasori. You don't know shit. Oh, God, it's perfect. Uh, last case, case number three. The hand clay jutsu. Iconic. You know, it's it's out there. I wouldn't have thought of it. Putting mouths on his hands, it's just... I have no words. Overwhelms me with how amazing that idea is. And then the fact that his literal chakra that he uses is C3 chakra. Listen, listen, I, uh, listen, you said there's, you can't put the three hand, the three mouths thing into words. I can. Yeah. Three blowjobs, guys. (laughs) He... Dadar can give three blowjobs at once. I feel like we're not talking about... He has C3 chakra. Dadar is... He can pleasure four... Five men at the same time. Or five women. He can also... He's like... That means a percentage of his body is bomb. Do you you think if I like... Do you think if I just like cut him open a little and like put a flame about over him... If I did some candle wax stuff with, yeah, just explode. with Deidara, he would die. Yeah. I would die. And that's commitment to his jutsu. Yeah, 
jujitsu. I just clapped. I'm getting very into this. That is commitment. He made himself part bomb. Listen, all I'm saying is this. I want to have um, a six, um, an orgy. I want to have an orgy with me, Daydara, and, you know, four other sexy bitches. I want to have an orgy with me, Daydara, and Daydara's many hands and mouths. Oh, God. Yeah. Listen, we need to stop the podcast. <laughs> we need to stop the podcast. We got to J.O. to some fireworks. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh my god. I have a cache of fireworks just <laughs> Oh my so. god. That's cause okay, this is this is a bit of a stretch, I will admit it. But so we we're talking about JOing to some fireworks. Bringing it back, you know, um fireworks are an explosion. You know who believes art is an explosion? Daydara. So sorry. I mean what? Daydara. <laughs> I lied. Yeah. I was you know, I, I wasn't confused. I just wanted to you know Catch me off guard. What? Yeah, I did. I yeah, did. Yeah. Why didn't they put the two artists together and expect them to get anything done? It's beautiful. It's my favorite combination. We, oh man, like they wasted the best combination first. Seriously, like I actually kind of like this arc. It's one of my favorite arcs. It probably is my favorite arc in Shippuden. Um, That's sad. <laughs> yeah, this this arc has a lot of jank in it, but I love the Daydara Sasori combination, and I really love Sakura kicking ass, and it just it has a lot of good things going for it. But going back to my original point, Daydara is an explosion, and art is an explosion, and fireworks are an explosion. So theoretically, you can jango to Daydara is a little bit like jango to fireworks. Bl- bl- blowing up the sand village, I can jango. To you know, when you put it that way. Also, I have um, I have two points to bring up that I have in my notes here. Yeah, well, I have three pages of notes. Oh shit, shit, man. For these ten, for t- well, for ten episodes. Yeah. Of yeah. We're only reviewing five, so I have one and a half notes. <laughs> pages of notes. Yeah. Um, why? There are three dudes. Also, why, first off, why are there only three dudes checking the air? They have. They are in the middle of the desert. It's bound to happen. They live in the land. Don't they? They live in the land of the wind. Correct. Yeah, the wind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Two questions. There's only three dudes looking up at the skies with binoculars, and they can't see the giant bird. <laughs> Gar's the only one who can look up at the entire sand village. Listen, he didn't get the Kazakage. Is he He's so, slacking is, off. Is he, is he so far up? Is Daydara... I have a theory. Yeah. If it would make sense at all. Is Daydara so far up in the sky that he looks like a tiny bird? Oh. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Because if so, then I'm less pissed. If not, who, how in the fuck... Though I'm glad those three dudes died because they deserve to. <laughs> they couldn't see the giant bird directly above them. Listen, another reason Daydar is iconic: master of disguise. Master of disguise. Yeah. I mean, obviously not, because Nagar is just like there are no birds like that in the desert. Like, yeah, maybe you should have done your research, Daydar. You. Fucking idiot. There are no giant birds with a kutsky on top of them in the <laughs> sand village. Uh, also, another thing, the second thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. The animation is slow. 
Yeah, dude, I, I noticed that. Uh, what's up with that? Like, you know, later on when they're flying into the, when they're like, when the, the bird is flying like down the desert and everything, yeah. and the, when the bird is flying, it's just slow. Like it inches across the sky. Like, yeah, that's also not a bird because it's slower than, you know, my grandma trying to get up to get some prune juice. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is something that actually gets better as Shippuden goes on. I think it's because when Shippuden begins, its budget's not exactly at the highest it could be. And so they just sort of have to slideshow their animation. But um, when it gets uh, when it gets into the war arc, it actually does get more fluid. The animation gets a lot better. The storyline starts... To w- I have to wait till episode 500 <laughs> for the animation to get any better. Yeah. Aren't you glad you agreed to do this podcast? Why the fuck did Naruto not spend any money on their budget? I don't know, man. Where did, I all, just the, hyped... where did all the money go? Hello? <laughs> all the money went into perfecting Sasuke's deep plunging V. I, listen, I, I can't make it through this podcast if we're going to keep saying plunging. <laughs> We're already, we, we made a Naruto podcast, and now we're adding the word plunging into it. Hashtag this episode with hashtag plunging. Listen, let's move on to episode four. Um, episode four, um, let's see, where are my notes? Stuff happens, I guess. Oh, 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 fuck, fuck Conqueror, am I right? Oh my god, yes, my, my boy gets introduced this episode. <laughs> when does Conqueror get killed off? <laughs> Everybody's main man, Conqueror. I wish the Kazikage was hereditary by Oldest, so then Conqueror could have gotten the night, then Conqueror could get fucking killed. Oh. And then they wouldn't have bought, like, the old lady's like, I'm not gonna bring Conqueror back to life. village out of three best, puppet guys. He's the third best puppet guy of the three puppet <laughs> guys. <laughs> oh, poor Conqueror. Conqueror's the worst puppet guy of all time. Because of all the movie villains who oh, all yeah. use puppets for some yeah. fucking reason. Conqueror's the worst <laughs> puppet guy who ever exists. And that's his thing. <laughs> poor Conqueror. No, fuck Conqueror. The only cool thing Conqueror has ever done is say Garakul. That's all he does. Okay, but... Um, okay, so I was listening... That's all he does. I was listening to the English dub, which I know is... For shame. I was watching it in Japanese for all of our purists out there. I... Subbed for life, am I right? Am I right, fellow anime fans? <laughs> I was watching it in the dub so I could take notes at the same time. I'm sorry. Um, But, okay, so in the dub, Gara's voice is so fucking hot. It's so manly and deep. It sounds like, so you know how Naruto still sounds sort of like a 15-year-old squeeby kid? Yes. Gara sounds like a fucking man. He sounds like James Dean. He's like... He's like, do you know? Do you know who voice acts? Voice acts Gara? No, I, I should look it up. Uh, I'll look it up. I already know. I already it? know for you. You know Liam O'Brien? Yes. The wizard, the wizard from Critical Role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays, he plays Gara. Oh shit! That's totally why. Oh my god, that's why. Yeah, that's why his voice is like 
fucking cinnamon. It's beautiful. And it just makes Conqueror sadder. Because <laughs> Conqueror's like, hey, Gara, it's your older brother. <laughs> and Gara's like, Conqueror. <laughs> Conqueror. <laughs> This world is imperfect. <laughs> and Conqueror's like, hey, yeah, man, want to get some snacks? <laughs> Dude, puppets! Dude, puppets, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> hey, can I go? Hey, hey, Cheech, can I go take a wicked piss? <laughs> hey, Gar, you like my sick face paint? Gar is like, yes, Conqueror, your face paint is wicked. Really, uh, brings out your personality. <laughs> Oh my god. Can we change this podcast? Can it just be like an hour and a half of us talking like Gara? <laughs> De- welcome to the Gara cast. Today we're talking yeah, about... Listen guys, we're scrapping fella cast. We gotta throw this shit away. We're rebranding. <laughs> I also love... Oh my god, how like in this episode... Or it might be the next episode. Shit, I don't know. It's between four or five. We're going... Listen, we got... We got... We can talk... We're, we're, we're talking about all five episodes yeah. at the same time. It's fine. It's fine. We, we should just accept that now. That we need... We're talking about all five at the exact same time. <laughs> okay, so... In one of these two, four or five... Um... Gara is like he's talking he's like he's talking all existential because he's a goddamn dreamboat and and he's like uh Kongro, i found meaning in this uh suffering through the bonds i've made with others and Kongro's like hey yeah man that's sweet he doesn't sound like i made some cool puppets and the sub he sounds like just like a dude I, obviously, I need to rewatch this, at least the Conqueror parts, in the dub. Because apparently Conqueror <laughs> is an idiot. An even, even bigger idiot. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'm doing injustice or not, but I just maybe it's just because Gara is such a, is such a man in the dub. After <laughs> hearing anything other than that voice, it's you're just, just like, that's, yeah, it's that's, just, not a, that's not a man, that's a young boy. Exactly. You, you could hear Gara's voice... And then, like, um, what's another manly mech? Like, Kakashi. Kakashi's pretty manly. And you would just hear, like, oh, what's up, bros? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I think... Yo, let's get some porn! <laughs> and, that's, and that's what's sad about Konkuro. It's not only is he a sad character, but he's paired up with, like, hella badasses, you know? Like, Tamari, fucking badass wind princess. Gara, smooth man of silk and in the Kazakage of my heart. Konkro. Just like the puppet guy, you know? He just The worst puppet guy? Yeah, the worst puppet guy. Not even just puppet guy. The oh, worst oh. puppet guy. Listen, I have another thing I gotta gripe about. Yeah. This is the land of the wind, correct? Correct. The Kazakage. Why is like there no one who can fly except for Tamari? <laughs> Tamari's the only one who can fly. Gara and Tamari, the whole village, they they aren't ready for a wind attack, a sky attack. They just got ballistas. You know what? You're making a fair point. You know what would have been probably really helpful for Conqueror to learn? Flying? Yeah, that could have been. Instead of what's so hard Make your own goddamn puppets. Don't make a puppet that a known terrorist that's still alive uses. Make a flying puppet. That's cool as shit. You know, get creative. Make a puppet that with a fucking 12-inch dick. 
do whatever you want. Just don't use the same puppet some terrorist guy used that's still up, up and enlarged. He's like out there in the world. He's not dead. <laughs> I think me, if me, you, and Noah all had some bets, I think we could take him. Yeah, yeah. Like, if we all rushed him, we could take him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could beat up Naruto. Conqueror. I, I we know we could beat up Naruto. We could definitely beat up Conqueror. Oh, yeah, we could beat up Conqueror. I, just... I, like, I feel like if I had a half hour of prep time, I could beat up Conqueror by myself. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of, just go in fist first. You don't know what to do. If Naruto gave me a crash course in ninjutsu, I think I could do it. I, you know what? I feel like I could do it if I just go in swinging. You know. <laughs> like, uh. Anyway, um, episode four uh, continues with the Akatsuki going a little bit to Naruto's tonal problem. I think they're just trying to space out the funny with the serious, but they don't do a great job. Because it cuts from, like, wacky Leaf Village antics really jarringly into, like, really serious Sand Village stuff. Where, like, Gar's fighting for the fate of his whole village and his life. And then it cuts to, yeah. like, Sakura and Kakashi and Naruto being like, <laughs> porn spoilers, am I right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it just changes on a dime, and I don't know why. And it's like that in the manga, and I don't know why it's like that. It's... <laughs> What? The only time, it's like they always, it's always just like, even like when Zabuza, like remember, okay, you remember when those two samurai about to fucking kill, slash rape that one lady, mm-hmm. and then Naruto comes in and beats the shit up, and it's like, sup guys, fucking damn with the neighbors, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, boy do I, <laughs> do I, mean, I remember well, that? I think Naruto, I, I think all, all Naruto needs to like continue. Like concrete, the tonal problem is to give Naruto a skateboard. <laughs> so he can just like come skating in. Sup, guys? <laughs> Heard you lost your cut Kage. Does skip it? Dude, look at this sick Ollie. <laughs> and then fucking drags a knife over a guy's neck slowly. Oh my and, God. Then fin- and then finishes the Ollie. It's like 30 points. Dude, you're right, you're right. That would, cha- that would fix every problem about Naruto. No, it would just, it would just complete, it would make it, they would make it so the words no tonal problem, because the words, there is no tone. The tone is gone. The uh, tone is discomfort. The tone is totally fixed, <laughs> because there is no problem that a good skateboarding session can't fix. Uh, all I'm saying is, um, if Boruto really wants to, like, distinct himself from his father, you know, show that he's really... You know, he's not just his father's son, he's, you know, he's Boruto and he's super cool. They should give him a skateboard. You know what? All I'm saying is, you know how we fix anime? More skateboarding yeah. sessions. Yeah, we need more, we when, when am I, how many skateboard anime? I don't know. Hot, hot question. Let's, let's find I'm, out. There's a rollerblading one, so I'm sure there is. Oh yeah, there is a rollerblading. Is that Jet Set Radio? I have is no that idea. An anime? My brother watched it, and I thought that it was dumb. One guy had tanks for shoes. He Jet had, like, tanks for skateboards. No, Jet Set Radio is a, is a video game, but the vi- it's a video game where they skateboard. Or, no, they, they rollerblade. But, anyway. They, they sickly blade, dude. Skateboarding anime. Oh, yeah, we, should, we can look it up. We have the internet. Yeah. Yeah, there is... Oh, yeah, there is, there's a couple. There's, um, Best Skateboarding Manga. 
Um, yeah, what's the best skateboarding manga, dude? Yo, there's a lot. There's a lot of skateboarding manga. Why? Why? Why, though? Oh, man. Finally a subgenre for me. Dragon's Roller, dude. <laughs> the Roller one. <laughs> oh, my God. There's one called Skaters, but it's spelled S-K-A-R-S. I, as soon as you said that, I saw it. Like, it's on here. Oh, man. That looks class. I, you know what? Let's watch it. Yeah, let's do it. After we're done with, after we're done with Naruto, we should talk about skaters. <laughs> In the next, you know, 20 years when we finally finish all of Naruto. Oh, God, don't, don't even joke about that. <laughs> if we're not, you know, dead from the exhaustion yet, we from can move apocalypse. on. Yeah, or from the, uh inevitable the heat death of the universe we'll move on to skaters i guess um final final thoughts about these episodes sorry for getting a little off track there we sort of listen this is the filler cast they're gonna get used to it yeah we get a little we get a little sidetracked here uh oh was a um tsunade uh, i'd just like to have a quick tsunade appreciation talk she could beat the shit out of me any day and i would so like it she's Same. Same. she's great Wait, I have, I have a couple. I have, do I have a couple more things? No, I got one more thing. Yeah. Why did Sakura and Naruto kind of suck as ninja? They yeah. never use signs. Yeah, they're not. Why does Why does nobody use signs anymore? Like later, they all they all use like one sign things. Like signs used to be so important. Like it's like you see Kikashi, and Kikashi's like, "Yeah, I'm the best." And you want to know why? Because like fucking, I got magic hands. And then after that. And then Dora's like, signs for fucking losers, kid. Get the Rosangon. <laughs> Just become the punch doctor. <laughs> and Sinati comes up to talk. Signs are gay, dude. Just fucking punch everybody. Yeah, just become, like, hella good at punching people. Get C3 <laughs> chakra. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. God damn it. We're gonna get made fun of on the internet. <laughs> I meant C4. Is he? I'm sorry. I, 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 We're I, gonna get made fun of on the internet. That's, listen, it was a given. <laughs> I went straight from David Lynch to Naruto, so my mind is whack right now. I went to talking to Noah to this. Oh, shit. You must be more whacked. Yeah. Noah's a pretty <laughs> wacky guy. So to conclude our Naruto Naruto episode talk, um, what are some things that you liked from these episodes as a whole? Do you have anything about this set of episodes what that was, you dislike? What was my favorite thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. What was my favorite thing? Let me look at my notes real fast, because I got notes. Ugh, man, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's got to be that Dadar can blow three people at the same time. Mm. It's gotta be that. I don't think there's anything else that could be my favorite. <laughs> it's either that or the thought of oh, it's it's, it's definitely it, I I changed my mind. It's yeah. definitely the thought. You know how the training grounds just get they always get fucked up. Yeah, like the ones with Naruto and Kakashi and Sakura, they just fuck up that training yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ground. How do they rebuild that? <laughs> they must go through training grounds like hotcakes. Oh my god, that would be me as a ninja. My job as a ninja would be the sad person who rebuilds training grounds. Yeah, you just use your jutsus to like flatten out the earth and regrow trees. Exactly. Like, this is 
This is not, this is not fun. Why did I become an, this is not why I went to the academy. This is not why I went to the only form of schooling in our country. Yeah, that's a good fact. I like to think about that. That's pro, um, that's a. That, that, that um, the Hokage like to keep the people stupid. No, no, that the, um, that there is a team of people of sad ninjas whose job is just to rebuild the training grounds. Oh, I was, I was, I thought you were talking about the definite class subjugations they have in Naruto that definitely exist. There's a class system in Naruto, and we're just not seeing it. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if, if we're gonna go there, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, if you don't have ninja magic, and you're not Rock Lee... You're pretty much you, fucked. You get to be ramen guy. You get to own a uh, a ninja gas station. There's <laughs> no gas. You can be a farmer, I guess, and but not live in the village. You can own a cat. <laughs> I mean, maybe because like the ninja village is like theoretically a village just for ninja, and that there are civilians outside who are under the daimyo's rule. Maybe that's yeah, where all the yeah, civilians are. Yeah, because it's the land of fire. Like, there's general citizens. Yeah. I guess this place is just for ninja, mostly. But and then there's all these other schmucks who are like, yeah, I make ramen. <laughs> like, my great-grandfather was a ninja, but I decided uh, ramen was the way to go. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's still not a great way to treat the people who are born into a ninja village with the thing of, like, oh, you can move. You can move, or you can, like, you know... Open a gas station, I guess. <laughs> We've been needing a ninja Best Buy around the corner. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're opening a ninja Best Buy. I'm sure there's job openings. I mean, because, like, I'm not doing that. Because I'm a ninja. I do things that are important and die at 30. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, God. So, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess my favorite thing... Uh, you know, I like the men's choir that plays when the Akutsuki entered the room. Going to my back to my uh, Daidara's iconic. Also, what's oh, iconic God. is the me like the whole Akutsuki as a unit are iconic. <laughs> I, listen, 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 Izzy. If the whole Akutsuki is a men's choir, yeah. Where do you think Daidara? What do you think Daidara sings? You think he's? You think he's a tenor? Oh, I think, think he's, he's a high soprano. Look at that high man. soprano. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So sorry. So sorry. In the puppet, in the big puppet, yeah. is a bass. But outside, outside of, the, of puppet, the puppet, I think he's a tenor. I agree. I would agree with you. I think he's a low tenor. That exists. Does that exist? I don't know. I was in. I was in. What is it? What are they called? What is that class called in middle school? Choir. I was in choir. I was in choir <laughs> one year. Shut it. Shut it. <laughs> Should we move on to the next part of our, of our podcast? We gotta, 
What was the What was the worst part about it? Oh shit, dude! I totally forgot. Real, real quick, real, real quick. quick. What was the worst part about it? Oh god, probably the tonal problem. Um, it was just it was just jarring, you know, to yeah. be going from wacky antics to like the sand village being destroyed. You know, I just kept like feeling like they should just have like a um a always sunny title card being like meanwhile in the sand village. Yay. Everybody's dying. Hey Kakashi, the end of your make out paradise <laughs> No my son <laughs> say the my the lowest point of these past few episodes of Laura was Sasuke's Conqueror. plunging V. Fuck, I'm gonna plunge a knife into your throat. <laughs> uh, my worst part of this podcast was Izzy. <laughs> I feel like that's gonna be a common opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, what was my the thing I hate the most is that no one in the sand village knows how to fly. You fucking land of the wind. Other than Tamari, you gotta you gotta rep for Tamari. Yeah, I, she's the only one in the sand village. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense, and no one knows how to fly. There isn't wind terrorists. There are in that one Naruto movie. There's like a bunch of flying ninja who bomb a village World War Two style. <laughs> What? In, uh, Naruto Shippuden bo- uh, Bonds. Are there ninja Nazis? <laughs> Does Naruto have Nazis in him? Oh. <laughs> okay, this is why I'm cutting this conversation. Are we, are we ending this conversation? Yeah, we're, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We're aboarding this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to move on to, uh, to what we'd recommend? Things we've been doing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's... Little... I would recommend Liam O'Brien's voice. I would too. God damn, especially. I, I, I want Liam O'Brien's voice to have sex. I want just to be Liam O'Brien's voice. That is a smooth ride, you know. It really is. Ugh. I would recommend. I would recommend Eraserhead. Now, I just saw that movie, and I'm oh, I'm talking on this podcast in process. So, Eraserhead is um, David Lynch's first feature-length film, and David Lynch is a pretty popular experimental director. Uh, He's best known for doing Twin Peaks. Eraserhead is just fucking insane. So I guess spoilers for Eraserhead. Uh, I will say, before I go into spoilers, um, the people who should watch Eraserhead are people who really, who want to see something that they've never seen before. Because I promise you, it will be something you've never seen before. And if you go into watching a razor head, have no expectations, because I promise you, it will meet no of your expectations. It's... No of them? N- none of them. I looked up a razor head on Google Image, just the same picture of him looking at the camera, yeah. eyes wide. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's, it's going into a razor head spoilers. I'll watch it with you, Tim, if you want. I mean, sure, we can do that. Yeah, maybe I should wait to talk about spoilers until we watch it together. Are you serious? I've been fine, yeah. Yeah. 
I guess we're... It's September 26th. September 26th. We will talk about Eraserhead on September 26th, because I want Tim to watch it, too. Because it's a movie that's best experienced, or best talked about between two people who have seen it. It's... I'm being vague on purpose, because I think that if... The, it's just it's just a better movie to go in blind. But I would, if you say anything, you might ruin it. For exactly, people. exactly. At least for me, at least for me, we don't give other exactly. people. They can skip ahead. Exactly. They can skip ahead. Exactly. So, no Eraserhead spoilers this episode, but it's coming <sighs> September twenty sixth. Anyway, so I guess other things I'd recommend. Um, I've been continuing to read Berserk, and it is continually continuing to be as beautiful as ever. Kento Mira, Kentaro Mira, is a brilliant artist. He, his art style is probably my favorite manga art style I've ever seen. He's a really interesting storyteller, and I would say if you like Game of Thrones or if you like any story with a lot of d- different factions and gray areas and infighting, um, Berserk is definitely a story for you. It's it's beautiful. Um, if you like the work by Hieronymus Bosch, um, the pa- uh, painter from the 15th century or 16th century, Kentaro Mura takes a lot of inspiration from Hieronymus Bosch's depictions of hell, his crazy monster design, and I think that's a really fascinating concept to use inspiration from the you know how medieval people perceived hell to create monsters in this medieval fantasy. I think that's a really Good idea. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not being very articulate right now. Um, it's much more terrifying than other. Yes, yes, exactly. For sure. Exactly. What part? What, what are you at? So I'm almost done. I'm like, oh, I'm almost done, which is crazy. I'm at. You want to show the whole thing? Yeah. Well, and oh my God. I'm almost done. To I'm almost caught up because it's not finished. It's not finished yet, but I'm almost caught up yeah. to the latest chapter. I think I'm. I, like, I, I, I'm still where I was before. Oh, man, you got to catch up. Do we want to talk about it now, or do we want to wait until we both finished it? Let's wait until we both finished it. Oh, God, I don't. I don't want to talk about it now, but yes, we should. We should. Yeah, yeah, let's wait until we... When we can have a full berserk. Oh, my main man. Oh, we can have a berserk section. Like, where we just shoot the shit about berserk for a while. God, it'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't wait. Yeah, it's it's a but it's a really good manga. The art style is beautiful. Um, b- both of us could go on and on about it. I think both me and Tim like stories that are multifaceted, and Berserk yeah. is definitely one of those. I, he, he, yes, and me, me and Izzy are both people. Who, uh, it's he, I think we both just find it boring with things with clear messages and things that are. And th- things that are uncomplicated, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not, if it's, I think we both, we're both, and very much, I mean, especially Izzy, I mean, she's shown me, are amazing. And the emotional complexity is, like, what I, is what dry is what I like to see most in my media. And I feel like Izzy also reflects that. Well, and that's why we're both into the same kind of media. Definitely, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, my favorite things tend to be the media that delves into sort of the gray area, which yeah. is why I watch Naruto. <laughs> Just yeah, that gray area. That gray area. So it's so much more fascinating than <laughs> even just pure darkness or pure 
you know, pure goodness. Both of those are interesting concepts to look at if they're done right. Because I feel like a lot of people don't look at it very often, those mm, two things. Mm-hmm. But I think even let, and do it well, I mean. Yeah. But people looking into that gray area in life is even more rare, and it's even more rare for it to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, um, I was just talking about this today with one of my friends, that, um, going into the gray area and going into sort of the more complex things, it walks, a lot of things that try to be more complex tend to walk the fine line of being edgy, if you know what I'm talking about. Things that you feel like they're forcing complexity onto the media tend to come off... That's when it becomes edgy. Yeah, that's when it becomes edgy. But when, when the media is multifaceted, and it flows in a natural way, like a medium like Berserk does, I think that's when you can create something truly spectacular. When it just is complicated. It's not trying to be complicated. It's dealing with complicated topics. It's making this more detailed story, and it just has to be that way or it'll lose something. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, It's not unnecessarily complicated or detailed. It just needs to be that if you want to tell this story. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Berserk does that really well. It does yeah. it unbelievably Yeah, so I guess that's the last... I think that's the last thing I would recommend is Eraserhead and Berserk. Um, I... Oh, the last thing I'd recommend um, is uh, there's a YouTube voice actor and sketch comedy uh, channel uh, called ProZD. People probably have heard of it. It's a very popular one. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, but he has a uh, video called... Um, Oh, but it's like, uh, it, he, he acts out Goof, Goofy's death from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and I spent, uh, I spent, I swear to God, I spent two hours describing to my partner today the plot of Kingdom Hearts, because he had no idea. And I was like, you know what, you know what, I can't describe it, I'm just going to show you this pro ZD video. And we need to finish our Kingdom Hearts playthrough. I know! The same, I in the same house together. Yeah, we do, we do. Kingdom Hearts is great. I would recommend it to everyone. I am going on a personal mission to crack the code of Kingdom Hearts. Because... You won't, you won't, you won't. I've been, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts since I was 13, and I have no idea what any of it is about. It's terrible. Kingdom Hearts is terrible, and I love it. Kingdom Hearts is like the best form of junk food, but it's just so fascinating because it's you know on the I was, the way I was describing it to my partner is like on the one hand you've got anime boys you've got like your big like just the animation level is crazy because on one hand you got anime boys then you have in Kingdom Hearts two at least you have beginning CG characters like you have Jack Sparrow and he's made to look like this real human and he's this it's like. Terrible. It's really, like, it's made to be realistic. And then on the other hand, you have, like, fucking just Donald and Goofy. And it's just, it's a mishmash of so many different genres. And people love it. It's just, oh, it means a lot to me. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's wacky. I, I, I don't get it. And it has crazy names for things. Like, um, they came out with, like, a spinoff of Kingdom Hearts 2 called 2.8, not 2.5. Yeah, so it's just a remake of Kingdom Hearts 2 and all of them, and it's, like, Kingdom Hearts 1.469, 420, uh, <laughs> remake number 8. 
<laughs> so weird. Birth by sleep. That's just that's just a standalone title. <laughs> three hundred and like what is it? Three hundred and fifty-five. Three hundred and fifty-eight days over two. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh my! What's that, what does that mean, Goofy? What does that mean? <laughs> no one knows, Sora. No one knows, Sora. <laughs> no one knows. Oh my God! Yeah, no. That's uh. So yeah, I would suggest that Pro ZD video, and I guess I would also rec recommend Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I'm glad we I'm glad we went on that side tangent. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts deserves to be. Deserves to be spread like a flake. <laughs> oh yeah, it really is. Oh, it's so good. Um, so what would you recommend? What have you been um watching, uh, reading, etc.? Uh, I've been playing. So I started out the summer playing God of War, the new God of War. Oh really crap! You got game. it. It's so, yeah, my brother got it. It's so fucking. It's like one of the most. It's one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. God of War. But I'm not here to talk about God of War today. Okay. I might talk about it later if we. If, I might talk about it after the first thing I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here to talk about The Witcher. Mm. Specifically, The Witcher 3. Okay. So you're talking about Witcher. Uh, I beat the game freshman year. Right. I, I spent two whole weeks basically only playing The Witcher. I would wake up and play The Witcher. Noah would come in and say, "Hey, you want to you want to play some video games?" And I would look at it you know, with bloodshot eyes, not have slept, <laughs> just completely. Just the only thing I have I did that day was shower, <laughs> and that's because I, I have this. I, I don't like to be unclean, or okay. it'll make me want to die because I have sensory disorder. And I'll be like, "Yeah." And we, we then we play Bloodborne or Dark Souls or something, right? And then he and then a few a few a few years a few hours later he'd be like, "All right, man, I'm gonna go uh, get some food or something." He's like, "Later." I'm like, "Later." And then I'd play The Witcher Three again until I, my eyes bled. And I beat the whole game and I loved it. Yeah. And I loved every moment of it. And the first time, the first time around, I went I I went with Triss. For my romantic interest, mm. I went with Triss, and I stayed with Yennefer. Triss. Yeah, and not Yennefer, because Triss treats Geralt better. You think? He did. Well, I thought she did. Mm. But then I went deeper down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I looked I looked it up, and Triss constantly is just using Geralt. It is not... And, like, they don't have the same goals. They're not compatible. Like, yeah, she's nice, but she's not... She's she's she really is more like a crush than a girlfriend, mm. and I think that those two different relationships and that whole thing kind of shows the difference between a real relationship and just like a like an idealistic crush. Because mm. yeah. Tris, Tr yeah, Tris is a little like nicer, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Guess what? It's Jennifer and Gil are adults, and they're dealing with adult things and a lot of really. Like, shitty, epic, like, weird, world-bending, epic things are happening. Mm -hmm. Yennefer doesn't have time to coddle Gil every time, you know, he, uh, you know, every time he, like, flirts with her. Because Geralt flirts with her a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's just because that's who Geralt is. And she's just like, calm down. But yeah. also, damn ta you're damn tasty. And yeah. Geralt's like, ooh. Mm -hmm. I won't say, and that's just, that's just The Witcher 3. Obviously, in the books, they're really... It's a real abusive relationship. Yeah, 
And you know, Jennifer and Daryl are in a hugely abusive relationship. Really? Like they're constantly they're constantly using each other. Carol goes into lots of fits of rage and kills like kills people when they like say anything bad about Jennifer. Huh. Um, they're very they're verbally abusive to each other, but in the games at least they're a lot better. Huh. And it all cum- it all accumulates with the blood and wine DLC, where you help all these people like try to get to the happy ending, mm-hmm. and you know you're you're going through. You end up with Geralt finally ends up with something with with some land, you know. Yeah. He's got a place where he can put down some roots and just relax and stop being a witcher. Stop messing with. Stop messing with the world's politics. Stop having to deal with all these stupid sorceresses that want to get in his pants. Yeah. And just be with the one sorceress that matters. And that's Yennefer. Mm. You know? And in my head canon, Yennefer and Geralt just, you know, they make wine. You know, they sip it on long summer, on long summer mornings. Mm-hmm. They're just eating. They're hanging out with BB. BB is their butler. I forget what his name is. I forget what his real name is, but Karen calls him BB. Uh-huh. And then Siri comes along, everyone, you know, goes into the guest room, and they're all one big, nice family. You That's, have... And everything fine. And Carol no longer gets to go and hang out with these fucking peasants who are just like, hey, uh, ooh, my sister died. Weird, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll go take care of that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I killed my sister so I could have sex with her werewolf husband. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Can't people just calm down and stop doing this shit? No one talks. <laughs> and then the blood and wine DLC, like the problem is, mm-hmm. is that this girl used this guy so that he she could kill her sister because of something that happened when they were children. Ugh. And I'm just like, because she got exiled for being a bitch or some shit. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But, and then this vampire comes in and he's just like, I gotta kill people because they, this lady, uh, someone, the lady who I love is actually blackmailing me because to think, to thinking that she has kidnapped herself. Mm. And now he has to kill people. And then it all accumulates with you, I think, having sex with that lady in fairy tale book mm-hmm. and then you tell her to get over herself and to forgive her sister mm. and then they do it sounds very um interesting sounds- i'd recommend the witcher 3 yeah that, this has been my psa i i you know it sounds good i um i've always liked the witcher i played the first one and i liked it it was a little <laughs> the witcher 3 seems more like a serious story and um though i mean the witcher one trust is- me there's some funny shit that happens Oh, no, no, I mean, like, that's, it's, it's better. I feel like The Witcher 3 is better. The Witcher 1 is a little bit Geralt whoring around. Sex cards. Sex cards. Listen, there is, you can, there are several prostitutes you can have sex with. I always feel bad because I'm just like, listen, Geralt, like, if this was me, I would not be having sex with a prostitute. I wouldn't. I would not be having sex with this witch in the wood that helped me get a magic stone. I would not be having sex with the lady that we just I just fought a giant with and is about to forgive her sister for doing nothing. I'm not going to have sex with this other witch lady or this alchemist who is 
has a crush on me. It's just not going to happen. But Gerald has a date that don't quit. Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, a fair, that's a fair rendition of Gerald there. Anything else you'd recommend? Not really. I don't think there's anything. I didn't write down anything else, but that's about it. I oh. spent a lot of time. I, I spent a lot of time with The Witcher 3, so I think we can move on. I have one last thing I'll, I'll quick, quickly recommend. Oh, do it, do it, dude. I, I was saying move on to something that's not me, Doc. <laughs> uh, I would recommend the YouTube channel ContraPoints. Um, the person who runs it, she is uh, a I believe she was a PhD student. I'm not sure if she um, finished getting her PhD or not, but I know that she was a PhD student before she started doing YouTube. Um, but anyway, because she was in academia for a very long time, she's very educated in um, what she's talking about. And what she's talking about is um, she does a lot of deconstruction of ideas such as gender and race and talks a lot about the philosophical origins of these concepts, basically. Of, like, of gender and race, which are, like, the oldest concepts, you know. Um, but yeah. she goes into historical and, like, phil philosophical um, backgrounds into how people have perceived gender, race, sexuality, etc., etc. And it's really fascinating to see, um, and it just sort of goes to show the fluidity of all these concepts, and I think that it's, uh, she's a very intelligent person. She also does all these kind of cool, surreal skits uh, along with her videos, and I would recommend it. Uh, she's a very, cool, Yeah, she's a very smart lady. I'll link it down below. There's all those things. I mean, goddamn. The human, the, the human condition just, it's so, just done, the shit don't quit, it never is the same, it's you know, like all the, all those things, like it's just so, it's so dependent on what's, on what's happening, and, you know, the history around us, and all that, and our cultures, and all, the, and all sorts of shit. It's weird, because, like, um, being a, basically a history major, Evergreen doesn't have majors or minors, so it's, it's you have areas of emphasis. But being a history major has made me like realize one of the biggest things that's made me realize is the cyclical nature of history. So where they, I would say that like the situations surrounding humanity obviously change and evolve, but like a lot of the situations yeah. stay the same. Um, for example, I'm reading about the rise of, uh, Napoleon's nephew, um, for, uh, some research I'm helping my professor with, and... Napoleon had a nephew? Yeah, no, so Napoleon, basically, Napoleon, after Napoleon was exiled off to his little sad island, uh... There was, <laughs> there was a short, I believe it was, there was a short monarchy, and then the monarchy was deposed, and a short democracy came into power. And in this short democracy, it was the first time that peasants were actually able to vote. So they made it so. So when um, America gained its democracy and its freedom from England, um, they were able to... Um, they allowed all land-owning white men to vote. When France, yeah. after the 
um, they transition from the July monarchy to this uh, democracy. When they transitioned to this democracy, they allowed all white men to vote, basically. So in that included peasants. And that was a huge difference between America and France at that time because it meant that the poor and the um, underrepresented in traditional government could finally have some impact in the society. Yeah. You didn't just have to be his landowning then. Yeah, you could... But he, he, he was, but he, that's a bit of a... Not as many people had... Exactly, exactly. So, but what the interesting thing is, is um, the democracy, because it was new and because, for a lot of reasons, I won't go into it right now, but it, it wasn't the most stable. And the economic issues that, pl that plagued France during, post -revolution, during the post-revolutionary times, um, there was a lot of feeling of insecurity. And Napoleon's nephew banked on that insecurity and banked on that fear to monopolize. He basically took a popular, popularist regime approach to mobilizing the masses, which is the exact same approach that Donald Trump used in getting his um, supporters. So, for example, Napoleon's nephew um, used a lot of us versus them speech to make the masses feel like that he was the only one who could keep them safe, you know? Which is exactly what Donald Trump used in his campaign speech. And it's just really fascinating to see these same patterns happening, like, all throughout history. And um, Napoleon's uh, nephew also, as soon as he got into government, immediately, almost immediately, like, overthrew the old government and made it into his own sort of cabinet and ev eventually led it into a dictatorship. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen with Trump, obviously, but I'm saying that, like, those patterns of um, authoritarian, authoritarianism, authoritarianism, I can't pronounce it. It's, it's late. It's almost 2 a.m. here. Um, <laughs> um, and um, mo uh, popularist propaganda and other things are the same and have been carried over. Are, are, the same cycle is being repeated today that was being repeated in like 18th century France. And if you look back in history, that same sort of cycle happens. And so like I've heard the, the quote. Hitler that, did it. Hitler did it. Yeah, Hitler what? did it. Yeah. Hitler did it. I that's, mean, a, that's, a, that's a famous one. Yeah, Hitler's, you know, he's the most fam he's one of the most famous popularists. Like, it's, yeah. it's, uh, there's a quote that's like, like, the situations, humanity evolves, and obviously we, there's progress with humanity, but a lot of human nature stays the same. And in a lot of ways, we're the same as we were. In I, I think it has to do with one whole generation of things. They learn not, like, not what to do, what not to do, then they die. And then another generation is just right back before. And that just it's the same mistakes going, because no one has that sort of, no one has that sort of permanence in their own brains mm. to to not do use the, to not make the same vicious cycles because we are because you know, we as humans are so short lived. Mm -hmm. We don't have like even if the every single generation told it's like hey, there's all these things happen. Here's history. Here's what's been going on. We can't do these things anymore because it you know. It just, you know, why we don't want this cycle to keep going. 
Why would we believe it? You know? Yep. We still haven't learned that even that no matter how much another generate another generation tells another generation about fucking throw that away. <laughs> Sorry, I was playing with something I threw it. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, matter how, no matter how much they tell they tell uh, something is bad, there's no we have no context for any for the for any of sort of things being bad. You know? Yeah, no, I each each person is a fresh person. They aren't building off of another person. Totally, totally. I totally yeah. get where you're coming from. And I, I think that another thing is is that humans and because we've evolved from, you know, animals, I think it's really easy for us to be manipulated by our survival instinct, you know? Yeah. People naturally want dichotomy, and they want, you know, us versus them. Like, you want a clear villain. A clear... A clear, a clear right and wrong. A clear right and wrong, exactly. And when, obviously, life isn't, you know, black or white. Life doesn't have a clear right or wrong. But that's what we're naturally searching for. And when yeah. people can take advantage of that and say, here, I have all the answers. Yeah, I we know... Just want, what? We just, yeah, we just want comfort. Exactly. And when somebody takes advantage of that and says, here, I have all the answers. I know who's right and who's wrong. We tend to flock to that person. It's... It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We uh, got on a little bit of a People's, tangent. People sort of lose who they are if they think it'll convenience them, which is, it's sad. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. That's, yeah, that's really insightful. I would not recommend uh, us versus them mentalities. (laughs) 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 I would not recommend the cycle of mistakes continuing every day forever. I would not recommend fascism. So is the, uh, is the, what would you not recommend? What 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 are some things? What do you what you know? What what do you want to what do you want to put out on the bulletin for? Don't ever watch this. Slash just things you're not fond of. Things I'm not fond of. I, I don't know enough recent. I don't know if I've seen a lot of things recently that have been um not. Oh, you know what I'm not fond of? The process of gaining state residency. Oh, so wait, what? Okay. What did you just say? Okay, so uh, two things I'm not fond of. I'm not fond of the current cost of the American education system, and I'm not fond okay. of um, the process to lower the cost of the um, my cur- my process to lower the cost of the current American education system is I'm trying to apply for residency because at the school I'm going to, I am an out of state student, which means my tuition is whack. And to get lower tuition, I'm trying to apply to become a resident of Washington State, where Tim and I's school are, is. Um, yeah, we live in Washington in some nondescript place. Yes, in a nondescript place. And we, or I, have been trying to apply for residency, and it's such a fucking headache. So, like, I had to start last year, and this all this, uh, this is probably not very interesting, uh, information. Someone's, someone's going through this. Someone, someone's listening and being like, God, finally they're talking about the residency process. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll just say this. It's, you have to start a year in advance and it's a headache and there's a ton of paperwork and it's you have to save like every proof of residence thing, like bank statements and 
tax forms. Uh, it's just it's just annoying and it's expensive. And if we had universal education or universal higher education, I wouldn't have to do all this paperwork. All we're saying is, is we got to start a revolution. <laughs> all we're saying is we're filthy communists on this podcast. Hi ho, hi ho. It's um. It's off to Karl Marx we go. <laughs> All we're saying is, we waited one episode before treading dangerous political waters. We tried some dangerous political waters this last half hour. Which is why, which is why listen, Izzy, which is why we gotta, leave. we gotta move on to something. Okay. So I wanna talk about, why the fuck do the bottoms of cups get smaller? Why does why does it start why does it start with a large gap and then go down smaller? I can't fit my fucking hand in that. I can't fit you know, you put a you put a towel in there or a sponge and you try to, you know, swirl it around. But guess what? The little itty bits all around the circular fucking corner yeah. don't get clean. I you know what I think Why in the hell do cups get smaller when they go down? I can't clean them. <laughs> You. I'm currently using. And they want cups. cups that are easier to clean, and the easiest way to make clean. So you, you don't need the special. Ooh, look at this! It's the circular brush. Get those smooth. Get those hard to reach edges. Don't make hard to reach edges. <laughs> make those edges easily, easily accessible. You fucking cretin. You harlots. I would. You know what? I I agree. I. I completely agree. I'm drinking out of a cup right now that has a smaller bottom, and if I was able... If you don't, if you, if you don't clean that out right away, it's going to stain in there, and you're not going to get it out. Oh, shit. You're going to have to let that soak. Do you want to know... You're going to have to let it soak. Do you want to know a cup horror story that I have? Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll start into wrapping up this podcast pretty soon, because we're almost hitting the two-hour mark. But... Whatever, I, it's fine. I got I to throw in this uh, cup horror story. So recently, I was in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, where my grandparents live, and me and my cousins were helping to clean out their house because we're getting it ready to rent over the um, winter season. And Classic. Let's rent it. Um, so anyway, we're, it was after a long day of cleaning. During that day, I see my cousin, and he's cutting his toenails. And it's weird because it's in like the middle of the living room, and he's not doing it like by a trash can or anything, but I'm like, you know what? Whatever. So... Then not my, not my house. Not my house. Whatever. It doesn't matter. And so then we keep um we keep our cups that you use to drink by the kitchen sink. And so I oh. Yeah, I think you know where this story is going. Oh god, no. So I um it's dark in the kitchen. And so I'm just sort of I'm not really paying attention. I go and I get a cup from by the kitchen sink and I fill it up. And I, I fill oh, it up with... Izzy. <laughs> Izzy, please. And I, you know, I have a nice cold beverage, and I'm all happy, and I'm bringing the cup back to the kitchen to give it a wash so somebody else can use it. And I look at the bottom of the glass, and there, oh, here is day. Oh, yep, is a huge fucking big toe toenail. 
Oh my god, Izzy. It was so horrible. We got we gotta cut this out. No. We gotta cut it out. We gotta cut the whole podcast out. The podcast is ruined. We gotta restart. Let's we'll meet up tomorrow to restart. It was terrible, Tim. I, I uh, terrible Tim is my uh, my porn star name. That's a that's a good one. Mine is like choking on big toenails. <laughs> Please don't make that your porn star name. It was horrible. You I was I, I felt like I had every disease. And the worst part is I know it was my cousin. And when I went to him to confront him about it, he was like, "Oh no, I don't know what that is. Weird." Huh? And I'm like, "Fuck you." Fuck you. Killed him, then you killed him, right? Yeah, no, I I, I, uh, I told my mom about it, and she's like, oh, I'm gonna... She's like, I'll pay for your therapy. It was horrible. I'll never be clean. You're, I mean, you already watched Naruto. I already watched Naruto. How much more, like, deep in sin could I get? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's my to- that's my cup horror story. That's something I would also not recommend. If you're gonna cut your toenails and you're not gonna do it by a trash can like a normal fucking human being, kill yourself. Oh, kill you! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm not even gonna say my advice. <laughs> Tim, Tim's got the best one. Yeah. All right, I had a joke, but then I forgot. My fucking horror story. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a joke to tell the end of your story, but then it was horrible. <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> I told you. I told you it was fucking horrible. Is there is, anything is else you want to wrap up the podcast? Yeah. Is that going to wrap up the podcast? That yeah. toe story? Yeah, I think that toe story is uh, going to be the grand finale. We're never talking about cups again. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. <laughs> never expect the grand cup to be a... Is that what it's called? The grand noble cup. Don't expect us to ever talk about the Grand Cup. <laughs> we'll never talk about the Tri-Wizard Tournament. That weird <laughs> oh my god. So... We gotta scrap episode 3. All we were gonna talk about is Goblin. <laughs> All we were gonna talk about is cups. Now all these cup notes. You see, now they're wasted. <laughs> I gotta throw them away. <laughs> cups are over. Is there a cup cast? Oh, there a cup podcast out there? We should start one. I mean, I already got a good story. Yeah, I mean... So, I guess that was, we can start wrapping up, or start to close, um, episode two of the filler cast. Hi, uh, this has been, um, a really, really fun ride. Tim and I are enjoying doing this, and, um, we hope that, uh, whoever is out there listening enjoys it, too. Um, I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, to plug, to plug our stuff. Uh, you can find us on Tumblr at the Fillercast World at Tumblr.com and Tim Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at, at @castfiller. At @castfiller. Yep. Use the hashtag hashtag Fillercast whenever whenever you tweeted us, and if you tweet at me, I will most likely I most likely respond. Mm-hmm. You want to talk? Yeah, and so yeah, tweet at us if you have any questions or comments or yeah. 